On today's Daily Slab, we are going to be taking a closer look at Juan Soto and some of his struggles this year. And we are going to be covering an interesting couple of sales back in 2015 and the implications in today's market. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Daily Slab. Welcome everyone to the Daily Slab. I am Nate, and our trender for today is Juan Soto. And you'll notice I have fan graphs pulled up here, and I have their pitch types button selected that you can see there, and the plate discipline button selected. And then I have highlighted swing percentage right here. And so you can see all the names right there. Max Muncy, Lamont Wade Jr., Juan Soto, Rowdy Telez, Adley Rushman, Connor Joe, and so on and so forth. Now, what swing percentage is, is the number of pitches they get and then the number of pitches they swing at. So Juan Soto right now is only swinging at 35.4% of the pitches he is getting. And the reason I bring this up is because you'll notice that this is, he's third from the top. He swings at the third least amount of pitches in the entire MLB. The difference between him this year and the guys around him, outside of Adley Rushman, is that every single guy around him has a 200 and generally way higher than that 250, 300 isolated power, which means they are hitting the ball extremely, extremely hard, whereas Juan Soto is under or hitting the ball hard and doing damage extra base-wise when they're hitting it, whereas Juan Soto is sitting at a 172 isolated power. What that means is that while he's still hitting for power above average compared to the league average hitter, He's not doing it nearly enough like these other guys are doing, where their swing percentages are super low, and yet they are still valuable because they are doing a ton of damage. Juan Soto's not swinging a bunch, and he's not doing a ton of damage. So while Juan Soto is a useful player, he has a 121 uh, WRC+, he's not the Juan Soto that he used to be. And so the question I pose is, should he simply swing more? If he's not going to do damage on pitches like these other guys that don't swing as much, should he simply just be swinging more so that, um, and not being as picky, you know, maybe he won't get as many walks, but if he's not as picky, maybe he will drive more pitches earlier in at-bats. Um, and there's no real simple answer here or, or solution here, but it is an interesting thought is that you look at these lists and he is the clear outlier outside of Adley Rushman, who also has a astonishingly low uh, isolated power. But the one thing Adley has going for him is that he's a good quality catcher as well. Juan Soto, not exactly a quality outfielder. Uh, Adley Rushman is a quality catcher, and he gets that value boost there. So Juan Soto struggling, and so are his cards. So you can see his 2018 Topps Chrome Update Rookie Pink PSA 10. And the reason this card is important is because he only has update cards. So he doesn't have X-Fractors, he doesn't have Prism, he doesn't have regular refractors that aren't numbered. These are the only non-numbered parallels he has, is the Topps Chrome Pink. And the PSA 10 used to be absurdly expensive. In fact, you can see the one-year trend. There was a sale all the way for $1,600. And now it is down 76% down $1,200, down to $400 of the last set. That is alarming, uh, to say the least, if you are a Juan Soto fan because of the fact that there are no other parallels. So this is the only non-numbered parallel. So this should be pretty expensive, and yet it's way, way, way down. Way down. 
And, uh, I mean, you can see the proof is in the pudding with some of the stats. There's other stats and everything. We don't have enough time to get into it. But his cards are down. He's not swinging much. He's not getting to his power. And unless he changes something, I had a ton of confidence in Juan Soto. My confidence is waning. I do think he needs to start swinging more. And then next we have the post of the day, and I find this one to be absolutely fascinating. Fascinating. So you, on the left side, you have Andrew Luck, Topps Chrome Superfractor Auto BGS 9.5. Sold for $18,108 back in 2015. Michael Jordan, <clears throat> quote-unquote, rookie. Uh, Fleer 86 PSA 10 sold for $17,000 back in 2015. Since that point, we all know what happened. That Michael Jordan card went up to $720,000. It's now around $170,000. So at least, even if you bought it back then and you sell it today, you're still 10 times in your money on this card. Whereas, Andrew Luck, coming off of an age 29 season where he led the Colts to the playoffs, where he threw 39 touchdowns, where he threw for 4,000 plus yards, he had a great year. It seemed like Andrew Luck was going to be playing for another 10 years, leading the Colts to maybe a Super Bowl, at least the playoffs a bunch, and hopefully a Super Bowl. And it seemed like he was going to be a Hall of Famer, a superstar. He was a superstar. It seemed like he was on pace to be a Hall of Famer. And then he retired. At the age of 29, he retired, stepped away from football, and that was that back in 2018. And so what we want to bring up here is obviously not only, you know, $18,000 $18,000 and $17,000. Oh, that's funny. It's a $1,000 difference. And now Michael Jordan's, you could make $170,000 on. But the real point is that is that no matter what you think about a player, any player in any sport, in any part of the world, no matter what you think about them, if they are still playing the sport, they are a risk. And Andrew Luck is the biggest point. Because you, the person, it's a very nice card. It's one of Andrew Luck's nicest, if not the nicest card Andrew Luck has in existence. It was $1,000 more than a relatively high pop Michael Jordan PSA 10 Fleer 1986. So, at the time, it makes sense. Hall of Fame QB, uh, Hall of Fame potential QB, maybe wins a Super Bowl or two. Uh, one of the best youngish QBs in the league. Yeah, I'm going to buy into Andrew Luck, $18,000, get his nicest card, watch him win a Super Bowl or something, and then I can sell this for 10 times or whatever it might be. Logic is sound. And then you're looking at the Michael Jordan, you're like, well, it's sitting 17000 It's not that low of pop. Maybe it's not his real rookie, yada, yada, yada. I don't think anybody probably looked up and said, I think this card is going to hit $700,000. But the key difference between the two is Michael Jordan was done playing. There was nothing he could do to tarnish his playing reputation outside of off-the-court stuff that he could potentially do, right? But that's everyone. He couldn't ruin it by retiring early. He couldn't ruin it by getting injured. He couldn't ruin it by doing anything on the court because he had retired, and he retired as one of the best players ever. Andrew Luck, on the other hand, was not retired and had not been injured and yada, yada, yada. And now we see what happens there. And so it's just, it's a huge warning sign uh, to everyone who thinks their investments are surefire, um, especially seeing something like this, where if you spent the same amount of money on a GOAT, I know, different sports, different pops, different, one, one's a one-on-one auto, one's a non-auto high pop card. But the fact that you could have spent $1,000 less on a Michael Jordan at the time, the best basketball player in the history of the NBA, 
and 10 times your money today, and even more so uh, two years ago. Or you could buy Andrew Luck, who is still playing, and risk it for a payday and then not get it. Uh, you can see where I'm going with this. Uh, obviously, we all know sports cards are a risk, but I think a lot of people look at it like, oh, well, you know, even Patrick Mahomes, two-time Super Bowl winner, yada, 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 it's still a risk to invest in his cards. If he were to retire tomorrow, his cards would plummet. Regardless of having won a Super Bowl or two, regardless of having won a multiple MVPs, his cards would plummet. And so anytime you got a guy who is still playing, and it is the risk, obviously, it's a risk. So don't look at your investments like they're surefire. Take this Andrew Luck as an example. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching today's Daily Slab. If you enjoyed this video, please click that like button. And don't forget to hit that subscribe. And I will talk to you tomorrow for the next Daily Slab. See you, everyone.